your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Nobody is happier with the return of sports than sports columnists <laughs> like Benjamin Hockman of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and STLToday.com, who joins Carriker and Smallman now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Benjamin, great to have you with us. How are you doing today? I'm fired up about sports. How are you guys doing? We're fired up about sports, and I know that you've got uh, parallel paths here with sports returning and uh, the birth of a baby. How's everything going with the baby? Let's start with that. <laughs> oh, the baby is beautiful and healthy, and uh, her mom, Angela, has just been a warrior. It's been awesome watching her be a mother. Well, congratulations to the Hockman family. I've seen pictures on social media, and she is an absolute doll. Um, but So, yeah, you've got the birth of your daughter and sports returning. Things are great in the life of Ben Hockman. Um, and I know that you've been writing a lot about hockey, Ben. You've had some great pieces at stltoday.com about the Blues and their chances to repeat. Uh, but you had a great conversation with Alex Petrangelo recently. And um, just give our listeners a little bit of insight there. You spoke to him about his contract status. What, what kind of attitude did he have as he approaches that discussion? Yeah, nothing too out of the ordinary. The, the thing that stood out was he kept saying, uh, "We we're, we want to try to get a deal done." Uh, I mean, he's he's not trying to he's not trying to bolt from St. Louis or anything like that at season's end. Uh, but he has the right to uh, demand a whole lot of money because he is an exceptional defender uh, in, in the NHL, and he's having one of his best seasons too. Uh, it's weird saying having because it's been quite a while since they've been on the ice, yet the season is still going on, and uh, we're heading into it shortly with Phase 3 beginning today. How much do you get the sense that last year's Stanley Cup championship will benefit this year's team in an unusual run like they're about to go on? Yeah, that's a great way of phrasing the question because because it's unusual, I think that's why the Blues will benefit. Uh, we've seen it a lot in sports, especially in baseball with the San Francisco Giants, where a, a team makes a, a long, hard playoff run, wins a championship, then maybe uh, celebrates the championship a little, little too long, and, uh, and it affects the team the next season with some fatigue. And uh, the, the thing is, the Blues had four months off now. So may, and, and, oh, by the way, hats off to the Blues. They didn't look that sluggish out there this past season. They were first place in the Western Conference. Uh, but the reality is uh, getting the break, uh, unlike other teams that won the Stanley Cup, the St. Louis Blues uh, kind of get a fresh start and also are really good at hockey to begin with. Ben, I'm going to circle back to Petrangelo really quickly. As you wrote in your piece at stltoday.com, the Blues have a lot of reasons why they are in a prime position to defend their Stanley Cup championship. But the prime reason, as you write, being their defense. When you look at the way that the Blues defense is constructed, how much of an important X factor is that heading into this tournament? It really is an exciting defense to watch. I hope the you know, hockey is such an offensive sport, and we love scoring, scoring, scoring in sports. Uh, but I hope St. Louis appreciates how well these guys play 
uh, on defense. And I mean, Colton Pareko is getting to the point where he's like a like a, a shutdown corner in the NFL. Uh, the way he plays, and Petrangelo, of course, is is always in the Norris conversation. Vince Dunn has improved. Uh, I've, I've talked to a couple. This is not necessarily a name drop per se, but I, I, I tweet with some of the. Uh, the, the, the hockey nerds, if you will, the, the guys who studied the, the analytics, and uh, they, 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 they rave about the improvement of Vince Dunn this year. Um, so it, it, there's a lot of excitement about the defense, and, and, of course, the guy behind the defense, or even guys, when you look at Bennington and Jake Allen, uh, they're pretty good this year. Benjamin Hockman of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch and stltoday.com with us. Stop by and pick up a newspaper where you, when you go shopping today or check out his work, subscribe at stltoday.com. Benjamin, I hadn't made the comp, which I think is great that you have, between comparing Gibson coming back for the Cardinals in 67 off of the broken leg and Tarasenko returning for the Blues. To lose your best player and head into, for the Cardinals, a World Series, for the Blues, a playoffs, that is such an amazing boost for a team, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And Petrangelo made a good point, too. It's like a uh, deadline deal acquisition, but the difference is this great acquisition already knows your team. Uh, he already he already he's been a part of your team for for many years. So I mean, there's no question that Vladimir Tarasenko's uh, return to the St. Louis Blues will boost the St. Louis Blues. And what a great problem for Craig Berube to have now is figure out which great scorer will have to be bumped down to the third line with Tyler Bozak. Uh, I'm really really excited to see number 91 out there. Uh, ben, in addition to writing great hockey coverage, you also had an interesting column about Jack Flaherty and how he's been very vocal this offseason. And we know what he can give the Cardinals on the mound, you know, from a leadership and a skill set standpoint. But it feels like he has kind of been unleashed in a way. Uh, can you explain to us just what the tone of the conversation was between you and Jack Flaherty and how he feels like it's very important to continue speaking out on some very important issues? Yeah, I mean, the reality is, I mean, a lot of people, and maybe a lot of people even listening to the show right now, say the phrase, stick to sports, stick to sports. And I think that's twofold. One is because they don't want to hear an opinion that maybe isn't theirs politically, which is fair and understandable. And the other is the whole point of sports is we're escaping into this fun thing that, 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 not the real world. Uh, we, we love that. But in the year 2020, uh, with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and everything that's going on with the protests and the change in our society, players such as Jack Flaherty, aces of staffs, uh, are, are unafraid. And they're going to say what they think. And they're going to possibly even not stand for the national anthem. I'm not saying Flaherty will or will not, but he said it's absolutely possible that some major leaguers don't stand for the national anthem this year. And it's not out of disrespect to our flag. It's out of bringing awareness uh, to the social and racial injustices in our society. I wonder if there will even be an anthem because they don't show it on TV and there won't be any fans in the stands. seems like it could lose (laughs) its effect this year uh, of all years if – they do kneel for an anthem that nobody sees. I actually thought about that too, Randy. And uh, I wonder—I wondered though if they don't do the anthem, if the players will look at it as a way of the league saying, "Oh, we don't want to mess with any political stuff here, uh, so we'll just we'll just uh, gently uh, not do it." So that that'll be a story in itself. Flaherty loves the idea of betting on himself, right? He doesn't have any qualms, A, like you said, about speaking his mind, but B, pointing out that he thinks that uh, Bill DeWitt, when Bill DeWitt said we aren't in a very profitable business, Flaherty was quick to strike back. He, he doesn't have many filters when it comes to speaking his mind. 
Yeah, and, and it's interesting because he's a very, literally, he is soft-spoken. He's not a screamer or anything like that, uh, but, but he is definitely outspoken uh, when it comes to basically anything, everything from talking trash about how good the Los Angeles Lakers are to something as serious as Black Lives Matter to, of course, contract uh, negotiations and, and the idea of, of the owners versus the players. And yeah, I mean, most people wouldn't go into the media and say anything negative about their boss or, or their ownership. And uh, Jack Flaherty is, is one of the few major leaguers that, that is unafraid. And for fans that haven't really had an, a chance to hear him speak or interact with him, these aren't hot takes from him either. He's a smart, thoughtful guy. No question about it. Um, he, it's al- he almost literally, before he answers any question, he pauses just to make sure he's going to say the right thing. And he speaks, um, he speaks in a way where it, it, it's relatable. And, uh, I mean, for instance, he said like this about, about uh, the protests and, and, and looking out for uh, trying to make change with racial injustices in society. He says, this isn't a political thing. It's a, it's a human rights thing. Uh, and he, he kind of broke it down in a very basic way to say, like, look, people are being treated poorly. Let's try to do our best to make some changes in our society and just be nicer. And, uh, you know, hearing it that way is kind of refreshing to hear. It, absolutely, it is. And Ben, we've been following along with the Cardinals as they, as they have these inter-squad games. We're going to be able to watch it via streaming, etc. We're we're excited to talk some actual baseball here on 101 ESPN and in St. Louis again. So we got to bring you into what seems to be the recent, at least, debate surrounding Cardinals baseball. What would you do with Cardinal uh, Carlos Martinez, Ben? Would you have him as a starting pitcher or are you going to have him as the team's closer? Well, gosh, that's a great question. Uh, I think in this particular scenario, I'm going to have him as the closer uh, only because of the way uh, KK Kim has, has emerged uh, during this, this preseason, if you will, uh, working out. I mean, the thing with Carlos is I'll believe it when I see it in, in, in real action. And uh, the, during spring training, they were very, very high, high on him that he worked out very hard in the off season and he came back, but he hadn't done that in previous off seasons. Now they're, they're happy with him again, but I don't know. Can you can you waste a couple starts uh, and have Carlos implode, or do you do the safe thing and, and put him as a closer in this sixty game season? Let him thrive there and uh, and go with Kim. Should be interesting. It's great to have sports back, Benjamin. Great to talk to you. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate it. Yeah, always fun being on one on one. Take care.